Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan of CNET. Russia has declared war on Ukraine. This is the first land war in Europe since the end of World War II. The United States and NATO allies have imposed strict sanctions on the Russian regime and have gone so far as to aid Ukraine in its efforts against Russia. Ukrainians have been fleeing to neighboring countries with roads packed with refugees. The esports scene in Europe is tied greatly to Russia and its neighboring countries. Already, orgs such as G2 Esports, Ninjas in Pajamas, and Astralis, along with others, have made statements condemning Russia's actions. Ukrainian Counter-Strike pro Alexander Simple Kostyliev expressed his frustration on Twitter, saying his city, Kyiv, is being shelled. Kostyliev was in Poland for Katowice 2022. To break down how the esports industry is responding to this provocation is freelance reporter for .esports, Mateusz Meter. Mateusz. Thank you so much for coming on this show. Hi, Matt. Happy to be here. So let's back up first and kind of explain to the listeners the history of esports and Russia. Um, so what is the relationship of Russia and Ukraine with esports? And how many top teams and players come out of these countries? Um, it's enormous, to be honest, it depends uh, on the esports title uh, in Counter-Strike, especially like CIS scene uh, has played a tremendous part in its growth and its development throughout the years since it began. Honestly, we have seen numerous CIS organizations like Natus Vincere, like Gambit Esports, like Virtus Pro win like the most important tournaments in the Counter-Strike history. Mm, major uh, with major the tournaments included, so they are pivotal uh, in esports development in Eastern Europe, especially, and not only because like they hire uh, Russian or Ukrainian or other CIS players, but they also expand uh, to other European countries. For example, Virtus Pro had a legendary Polish lineup for. Uh, a couple of solid years uh, with Pasha Biceps and Snacks and Taz, like one of the most legendary Counter-Strike players. Uh, so they've reached out beyond the borders of CIS, CIS countries. And yeah, I mean, honestly, we wouldn't be here uh, regarding Counter-Strike. We wouldn't be here without CIS uh, tournaments and uh, organizations and players. And I guess this, this, the thing is the same in other esports uh, titles. I'm, I'm not, I'm unsure of Dota 2, for example, but from what I know, like Team Spirit won the last the international. Uh, and from what I recall, Team Spirit is fully made of CIS players. So here's that. And in League of Legends, in European League of Legends, we have a couple of them playing in LEC. Uh, for example, Sansara, which is uh, currently representing Astralis. So yeah, it's it's extremely important in Europe's esports ecosystem. In terms of investment dollars, how much money is coming from Russia? It's tough to answer that question because I guess, as far as I know, the like obvious, rather, uh, the exact numbers are uh, unknown. But mm -hmm. for example, a Virtus Pro uh, ma uh, owner uh, is Russian. And he's said to be like one of the uh, most, uh, one of the richest Russian per persons in the world right now, or rather mm -hmm. uh, in the country. Uh, while as Gambit uh, Esports is also said to be one of the richest esports organization, at least in the Eastern Europe. So, um, 
I haven't really seen any numbers, specific numbers, so I couldn't say uh, any. But uh, from what I've known, there are a lot, a lot of there is a lot of money in the Russian and CIS esports scene. Uh, at IM Karvice, both organizers and Intel have said that they're trying to support Ukrainian players. I mean, how are they trying to support the uh, Ukraine Ukrainian players? That's an interesting topic, which hasn't been actually revealed by anyone, I'd say, because I haven't seen any information on it. And uh, I couldn't get any details uh, while I was in uh, at IM Katowice as well. I've talked with Karmak, which is a vice president of product development at ESL, and he's he's been known as... Uh, a person that always speaks out on important uh, values and issues uh, from ESL side. Um, and I've asked him what exactly ESL is doing to support Ukrainian and Russian and all the affected players really uh, amidst those tragic events. And he said that, in his opinion, it should be for players to reveal uh, if they wanted to. And mm -hmm. so far, there have been no any details whatsoever. Uh, so it's hard to answer that question. You know, while you were at IAM Karavise, were you able to speak with other players and organizers about the events happening in Ukraine? Not really. There are a lot of uh, people from other press outlets, uh, Polish and international. And people like, once you entered the press room at IAM Katowice, uh, everyone was talking about it uh, most of the time. So it was really tough to get rid of this uh bad topic that was all around the event uh we i i thought i would go to uh, to iam katowice to speak with the players about the scene their performances and their accomplishments and all that stuff but i wasn't able to because we were informed uh the press was informed before the playoffs started that one-on-one -on -one interviews uh won't won't be possible at the event they were supposed to be there were supposed to be press conferences but uh, in the end, there was only one for FaceClan, which uh, won the event. After quarterfinals, both after both quarterfinals and both semifinals, both teams refused uh, to to have a press conference, and we had the press received no details whatsoever as to why uh, there wasn't any. And for me personally, like the final ended around 11 p.m. local time and at this point i was already going back home because i was exhausted so i didn't even stay for the only one only conference and yeah we weren't really able to talk about this uh, topic when esl was informing us about the press conferences itself it was highlighted that or rather underlined um that we shouldn't ask questions about the war uh, because if we do uh, ESL will have to uh, stop the interview, stop the conference. We could like talk about it with the players, but uh, only in a case when they start the topic and they start talking about it. Um, and I also got an, inter uh, an interview with Sponge, which is one of the most renowned uh, CSGO casters and analysts. And yeah, I, I kind of like threw it accidentally because I was offered an interview with one of the CSGO talent and I thought to myself well why the heck let's let's try maybe maybe I get something good out of this and we had a really nice talk but before the talk uh, I was told to not touch the word topic as well so you know that that strikes me as a little 
odd, considering that other sports organizations, whether it be the NBA or the NFL or, you know, uh, the various football organizations around the world, whenever there is kind of this international conflict that occurs, especially in sports, or there's a lot of um, cross play between different countries, players are often asked about, you know, the political situations. Hmm. Um, and did it seem at all odd to you that the organizer, organizers were excluding esports from this? Definitely struck to me as uh, something odd, but um, as of now, I honestly don't know uh, what is my personal stand on all of this. I mean, when I talked with Carmack, he actually said a pivotal thing in this whole discussion uh, because he said something along the lines that in the end, the esports players that came to Katowice were mostly young people, teenagers, you could say, in a few cases. So, uh, you know, it's tough to ask them the proper questions or questions from the proper angle. Uh, it's tough to, like, make them think and discuss these tough topics. I don't know. It's I know I know in other sports it's really normal. Uh, and in Europe, we have this past weekend in European football, we have seen a lot of examples of uh, football players uh, showcasing their support for Ukraine and openly speaking about the situation. We haven't seen that in esports. And I don't know, I, we have seen simple. Uh, there's Before the IEM Katowice started, um, Navi players were awarded uh, the gold bars, which they won by winning Inter Grand Slam season three. Mm, Beat didn't come on, uh, come on the stage uh, to receive the award. And there was no official information about that. But I guess, like, because he's such a young player, he's only 18 or 19 at this moment, he was probably too overwhelmed by his emotions to, to come uh, and accept the award publicly. But Simple came, uh, which is which is an icon of Counter-Strike currently. And uh, beside the normal talk about the award, blah, 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 and all that stuff, uh, the host, OG Borg, asked him, how are you? How are you doing? And he had a short uh, emotional speech about uh, that we have to stay humans first. And uh, he has played in his career with many different players from with different uh, from different uh, nationalities who are all his friends. And that all of his teammates and himself included obviously want peace for Ukraine and for the whole world. So it was a touching speech. Uh, you could see that he was holding back his tears. Uh, but to be honest, from the major, like, not only CS, but I follow esports in general, and people, other players from other uh, games have stood out on Twitter and have said that it's terrible what's happening in Ukraine, but, like, it's, it isn't an, it, groundbreaking in any perspective whatsoever. And no esports players have uh, come out and have done, like, something super new besides simple who after losing the the semi-final uh, he actually donated over thirty thousand uh, dollars to an organization who's supporting ukraine so i guess in terms of esports personalities he's an icon in working at this topic you know after your interview with carmack and his dismissal of players not being able to speak towards this because of their age uh, were you left satisfied with his response or do you feel that there's more to the story that he's uh, not quite revealing. I definitely think there could be something more to the story. 
but to be honest, uh, when I spoke with Carmack, I saw that he that it was hard for him as well, and he uh, had a lot of emotions written all over his face. So uh, I believe that he concluded the interview in a way that was the best for the players and uh, all the players only, uh, which in the end it maybe didn't leave me like as satisfied as I could have been with uh, with my interview, but uh, seeing him like defending the players and working so tremendously uh, hard for them and, and, and their image and their like well good self-being, well-being rather, made me like pleased that we have someone like Carmack in uh, ESL has someone like Carmack and Counter-Strike has something like, someone like him in the community because uh, it like I felt that he was fighting and doing all his best to make the players as comfortable as he can and in the end it was the the thing that matters the most I guess. You know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, IEM Carvisa, it, it, it was run by ESL, correct? Yes. Yes, and also correct me if I'm wrong, but ESL is now owned by a uh, Saudi government fund, correct? Yes. Okay, and, you know, putting two and two together, uh, the, a lot of these rich uh, Middle Eastern petro states have not done much condemning of Russia and its actions in Ukraine. Do you feel that Carmack's silence on this was because of potential retaliation from his new owners? It's a really tough question. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could make a theory behind every like connection like that, uh, not only in esports, but in other like businesses. I'd say, first and foremost, I'd say like that I am Katowice 2022 mm, didn't do much regarding uh, in regards to like banning uh, Russian organizations or players from uh, playing the tournament because uh, then there wouldn't be really like anything to play because in four teams that took place uh, that played in uh, in playoffs they are either Russian organizations or have Russian players um, and secondly it was too late like the war began on Thursday and the uh, playoffs have, uh, were set to begin on Friday and uh, two years ago when the Covid pandemic was started uh, was starting to make its way to Europe uh, the public was forbidden to enter the Spodek Arena for playoffs around 15 hours before the playoffs began last year the tournament took place online and this year it uh, was set to return to Spodek and I guess that ESL didn't want to repeat the situation that it had to deal with uh, two years ago that the tournament had to be cancelled or had some issues uh, right before it started. Maybe answering your question maybe there are some connections but to be honest I haven't thought about it at all and I don't know I don't know I feel like I've been overloaded with the news about this situation in Ukraine, especially because Poland uh, is doing such a huge job and effort to support Ukrainian refugees and people overall. And for the first time in many months, I can say that I am super like proud of my country and my government for what we have been doing. So 
to this moment it's hard to me it's it's hard for me to even think about you know whether certain organizations can do that or can't do that because they have connections even deeper you know <laughs> well matthias thank you so much for giving me your time thank you so much for having me and i'm i hope i'm i can be back soon and that was ftw with ahmad khan part of the dot esports podcast network if you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. For full transcripts of the show, head on over to fdwmod.com. To follow Mateus and keep up to date on I Am Kaduitze and other CSGO reportings in Europe, follow him at Miter Mateus on Twitter. That's M-I-T-E-R-M-A-T-E-U-S-Z. To follow me and my work over at CNET, you can find me at Imad on Twitter. This episode was produced by Henrique Demore. The show's executive producer is Kevin Morris. Our research assistant is Sam Higgins. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week.